this is RJ Hunt here, and you're listening to my podcast series titled Buff Dub Sports. During this podcast, I will be discussing the hottest topics in sports. The focus will be on Detroit sports, but time to time, the topics may venture out into teams outside of the Detroit region. If you love basketball, baseball, football, boxing, MMA, wrestling, all the sports, you name it, then this is the podcast for you. Listen to the podcast to hear sports from the mind of someone straight out of the Gen Z generation. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave a nice review and subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RJ underscore Hunt 36. Once again, you are listening to the Buffed Up Sports Podcast Series. Now it's time to get the show on the road. What up, what up, what up? Little people, big people, all people to my people out in Detroit. What up, though? It's your boy RJ here, and we are back with another episode of Buffed Up Sports. Now, before we get into today's episode, you probably noticed I'm talking a little quieter than normal. And that's because I am currently recording at 2.30 in the morning. And since the people that I live with, aka my parents, <laughs> they're asleep, I'm going to try to keep my voice down as much as possible. But I couldn't go to bed until I get this done because that's how much I love doing this. So we're going to make it do what it do. How about that? So let's start off things with normal. You know, we got to talk them lions. You feel me? You know, I got to clown them. But honestly, I ain't going to clown them as bad this week. Since the last episode, they've recorded two victories. You know, they had a nice win against the Jaguars. Nice, decisive victory. But let's remember, the Jaguars are not the best team. So I wasn't too excited about that game. But then they beat the Falcons, who do have one of the best offenses in the league. But as we know, their defense is not that great. And the Falcons, in general, their record is not that great to begin with either. But the Lions did pull off a last-second victory against them. So, as far as the season predictor go, I said we would beat the Jaguars. And I said we would lose to the Falcons. The Jaguars game, I was correct because we beat them. But the Falcons game, I was wrong because we beat them. So, the good news coming out of this is I predicted a 3-13 and season. So, if I get the rest of the games right from the season on... We're going to go 4-12. So, hey, that's a one-game improvement from what I predicted. How about that? So, currently, the Lions are 500, but do not get your hopes up as two out of the three wins came against teams with losing records. And when I say losing, I mean terrible. The Jaguars were a 1-4 team before the Lions game, and they went on to become 1-5 after their loss to the Lions. And then the Falcons entered the Lions game. 1-5 and five and went 1-6 and six after their loss to the Lions. So don't get your hopes up. Let's remember, the only decent game we won was against the Cardinals. And even that was a last second victory. But the problem I have with that game is that Kyler Murray did not play his best game as he threw, I believe, four interceptions that game. So I'm still not sold on the Lions. But anyways, with the Lions... Back-to-back wins. Wow, that's crazy to say Lions winning back-to-back games. Hmm. But anyways, with the Lions winning back-to-back games, some things have came to my attention. First thing first, hopefully the rookie running back, DeAndre Swift, can keep performances like the one he had against the Jaguars when he ran for 116 yards. Yeah, that one. Hopefully he can keep performances like that going. Because as you all know, the Lions haven't had a great running back, not even a good running back, 
that's consistent since Barry Sanders. You can argue for Reggie Bush, but this is Reggie Bush out of his prime, so I don't count it. That's the first thing that needs to happen. I want to see Swift continue his performance like that. Next thing, it's probably the biggest one. You need to go ahead and pay Kenny Galladay. You know, when Darius Slay left, I was like, I don't think there's one player on this team whose jersey I would buy. Because Slay was the only one I was thinking about buying. Right before I was ready to buy it, he got traded. So luckily, I didn't buy a Slay jersey. Because I would have been upset had I had a Slay jersey. And he not been on the team anymore. But anyways, if there was one player I had to choose a jersey I would get, it has to be Kenny Galladay. He's phenomenal, man. He goes up and get it. He's athletic. He, he crafts whatever you throw his way. You got to go ahead and pay the guy because he's definitely been Stafford's number one receiver this year. No question about it. If you want to see Stafford play well, you got to keep Galladay with him. All right, let's talk Matt Patricia. I'm going to go ahead and say his job security has slightly went up in the last few weeks, but I'm not fully convinced on him staying for another season. Now, I predicted he was going to be gone by Thanksgiving. He'll probably keep his job through Thanksgiving now. <laughs> I'll give him through th I'll give him through the rest of the season now, in fact. He got to make the playoffs if he want to be back in Detroit next season. We are currently six games in, 10 more to play. That means it's a lot more season left. It's going to be real interesting to see what the Lions do the rest of the way. Okay, next, we got to talk hoops. Obviously, the NBA season is finally over after taking almost a full year to complete. Now they're thinking of when they want to start next NBA season, which this has come down to two dates, December 22nd, which is what the NBA wants because they want to have the season start around Christmas, you know, get your ratings up, that type of deal. But the players want January 18th, which is Martin Luther King Day. And obviously the players want that day as a way to promote social justice, as it will be a perfect opportunity considering you're celebrating one of the few that was leading the way during the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King Jr. That's one way to look at it. Either way, I guess I'll be fine, but I kind of want to go towards December 22nd only because that means the earlier for me to watch Pistons basketball, which I do miss. I know they may not win that many games next season, but hey, I miss watching my guys, man. I miss them. So let's talk about the random curveballs that's been thrown as far as coaches getting hired and whatnot in the NBA. Ever since the last time we talked, you know, we talked about Chauncey Billups getting an assistant job and how I was so happy about that because I'm glad he finally has a coaching gig in the NBA. But how in the world did Amari Stoudemire get an assistant job with the Brooklyn Nets? What's up with the Phoenix Suns reunion in Brooklyn. For those who are about nostalgia, I guess this is for you. Continuing on with coaches, Stan Van Gundy has been hired as the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. As you know, the Pelicans have a young roster as they have the freak of nature Zion Williamson, last season first time all-star Brandon Ingram, and of controversial player in Lonzo Ball who some are high on, some are low on. My point is, the Pelicans are a young team. And if you remember, Van Gundy last coach for the Detroit Pistons. In Detroit, he had a young team and things went okay. The Pelicans are a team who they're trying to be like that force in the West in the next few years to come. So if it's anything like Detroit, I'm a Pelicans fan, I'd be worried. But I mean, we'll see what happens. But I'm definitely not feeling that move. If this was a team already established, I think Van Gundy can handle it. But by it being young, and him having to develop players, 
again in Detroit that didn't go as well maybe Detroit just has bad luck and the Pelicans would be great but did the league forget about Mark Jackson I mean for those you you remember Mark Jackson he was the Golden State Warriors head coach before Steve Kerr when he got him right to the hump and then Steve Kerr was the guy that took him over that hump so you don't get credit for getting the team to the hump anymore I mean he built them up when Mark Jackson got to the Warriors I remember they were not that great they're nowhere near the Golden State team you know today but come on man even Rick Carlisle got another coaching job in the NBA Rick Carlisle built up the Pistons couldn't get them over the hump and that's when Larry Brown took over but even Rick Carlisle got to go to the Mavericks and win a championship there so why can't Mark Jackson do the same thing that's what I want to know now the main thing I want to talk about is Christian Wood posted on Instagram he asked his followers to suggest what team he should play for next season so obviously every single Pistons fan including me flipped out rightfully so because it's like yo if we don't get this dude back this is bad because I just tweeted yesterday I said if we don't get Christian Wood back I don't want to think about what could happen next because I know it's going to be nowhere near good. Like, I can't picture a future without Christian Wood, mainly because I don't want to. But seriously, if we don't get him back, any bit of hope that Pistons fans have for our future is out the window. I don't care how high you are about Seku and Luke Kennard. That might come back to bite me in the fears, but who knows? Right now, you need Christian Wood. Let's talk the World Series. So, first thing first, I don't watch baseball too much outside of the Tigers. And I only watch the Tigers really when they're good, as I talked about in the prelude episode. It was a Saturday night. I'm chilling at the crib, looking for something to watch. I'm flipping through the channel, and I see the World Series game is still on near midnight. So, I'm like, I might as well watch it. It's the bottom of the ninth, two outs, runner on first, the Rays are batting. And you all know what happened next. I don't have to give play-by-play of what happened. But that had to have been the craziest baseball play i ever seen. Especially to happen on the biggest stage of them all in October. Come on now, man. It doesn't get any better for that. Except if you're a Dodgers fan. That was pretty tragic to watch on their end. But it all worked out because the Dodgers won the championship. You know, everybody's trying to say Kobe has something to do with it as he obviously Lakers was his team. And then he was a Dodgers fan. Whatever it is, the city of L.A. is on and popping right now because all their teams are winning. What's that? The Lakers won and the Dodgers won two, three weeks apart from each other. Come on now, man. And here it is in Detroit. We can't even have a team win a playoff game in over a decade. Get out of here, man. Anyways, yes, the Dodgers are the World Series champs, so congrats to them. Congrats to Clayton Kershaw, who's one of the best pitchers of his generation, finally winning a World Series ring. And I know us Lions fans know who Clayton Kershaw is because every Sunday all you hear is that, yeah, Matthew Stafford went to school with Clayton Kershaw down in Texas. Yeah, you hear it every single game. So moving on to boxing, we got the big fight tomorrow night. We got Gervonta Davis going against Leo Santa Cruz. And obviously, you know me, I'm rooting for Tank because Mayweather promotions, baby. But I do like Santa Cruz. But I haven't seen Cruz in a while, so I don't know if he's still the same fighter, but I know last time I was watching him, he was quick, he was fast, he was doing his thing. But that dude, Tank, I watched his last fight. He a killer. Obviously, being in 
quarantine for Halloween. It might be tough for some. Some gonna go out regardless, and that's your business. I just hope you be safe. But for me, I don't even have to do anything. I'm fine with staying home on Halloween. Because one, not that big on Halloween anyway. And two, I got the Tank and Cruz fight. In fact, I'd rather watch this fight more than the big game. And yes, you know the big game I'm talking about. Of course, I'm talking about Michigan versus Michigan State. That's right, the in-state rivals, the Michigan Wolverines going against the Michigan State Spartans. And honestly, I just want a good game because I don't care either way. I don't go to either school, so it doesn't matter to me. I just want a good game. And I know people look at me crazy when I say that because it's like, no, you have to choose one or the other. But I really don't care. Now, what I will say is when it comes to Michigan and Michigan State, I watch more Michigan State basketball and I watch more Michigan's football. That's just how it is because usually Michigan's football team is better than Michigan State's. And then Michigan State's basketball team is usually better than Michigan's. Maybe we'll get something like 2015, like that botch punt. <laughs> Sorry, Wolverine fans for bringing that up. But maybe if something happens this year crazy like that, it'll go in your guys' favor. Just whatever. If something happened crazy, no death threats, please. Let's not do that again. All right, y'all. It's time to wrap up the episode. I only have time for a solid question or two. So we're going to hurry up and knock these out. First question comes from my big cousin, Andre. What up, cuz? And he asks, how do I feel about the Rays manager pulling out Blake Snell? So here's the story. Blake Snell, who is the Rays pitcher, Pitching in Game 6 of the World Series, he's pulled after giving up only 2 hits and 9 strikeouts. He was pulled in the 6th inning with only 1 out recorded, and he only threw at this point 73 pitches. So, how do I feel about that? I feel that if you don't pull him out, you're playing for a Game 7. It's been said time after time. People get too caught up on pitch counts today. And come on now, man. 73 pitches? You're going to pull them out after 73 pitches? Most of the time, you let them go to 100. It used to be you go to their arm, get tired. And then again, this is the World Series. If he feels fine to keep pitching by any means necessary, since he's having a great game, he's going to continue to pitch. Only thing that I can say to that is that in life, you have good luck. And in life, you have that's what you get. That's what you get. <laughs> like your Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. Hello. <laughs> so that's that. Is sports is like life. You got good luck, and then you got bad luck. <laughs> I think I might just keep saying that to the end of the episode. And bad luck. Y'all like my vocals? Yeah, I'm gonna stop. This is why I talk sports and don't sing. Next question comes from my godmother Rochelle and she asks <laughs> this is funny why does everyone hate on LeBron James he has proven that he is currently the best player in the game hands down and he is my favorite player for sure and let me tell you Rochelle does love LeBron James that is her guy and I'm going to agree with her he is definitely the best player in the game right now so why does everyone hate on him? Because like I talked about in last episode, you got Jordan fans and you got Kobe fans. They're going to ride with their side. So they don't want to hear the other. LeBron just won a championship and people are still talking about da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. The dude has four rings. Does anybody else in the league right now have 
four rings. The disrespect, man. Like I said, I'm no LeBron fan like that because he whooped up on my Pistons teams how many times? But I got to give credit where credit is due. He is that guy. Real quick, I do want to announce that Buffed Up Sports have some big things coming for you. We're going to start doing trivia questions after every episode, you know, if you get them right. It's not the Oprah show. I'm not going to give you a car. Making that known now. What you're going to get is bragging rights. <laughs> Point is, we're going to start doing some trivia questions. We're going to be testing the fans' knowledge. And then the major announcement I want to make is that we are going to start taking guests for the upcoming episodes. So, if you want to be on an episode, this is your chance. Don't be afraid to contact me and hit me up. You know my social media handles and all those things that you can find me on. So, if you want to be on the show, contact me. Hit me up. Don't be afraid. That being said, the music is starting to play. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is the same for both accounts. At RJ underscore Hunt 36. Thank you for listening. I hope you come back to hear more episodes. And if you can, please subscribe. Please leave a rating and please leave a review, please. I love to hear the feedback. Now, just remember to spread love. Have your chest out, hold your head up, show off them pretty teeth, and don't you worry about a thing. Until next time, y'all be good out there.